Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. What started out as a small event in the parking lot of Hudson's has really become one of the most preeminent food festivals in the Southeast, the Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival. Here to tell us more about it is its founder, Andrew Carmines. Andrew, it is so hard for me to believe that this is the 15th year. I know. For the me, Seafood Festival. Me too. I, I can remember, and I say this all the time, and I'm sure people are probably sick of reading it and hearing it, but I can remember attending the what the lead, the event that pre- preceded the Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival was the David M. Carmine's Water Festival. And I mean, I remember 200 people in the parking lot at Hudson's. And um, just to think of kind of what the evolution of the event has been is, it's just mind blowing. It is mind blowing. The one thing that hasn't changed, and I think a lot of people don't aware that, that this is a turn, this is an event that's for, it has some great roots to it. Tell us about how it got started and yeah, so well, my brother, my brother passed away in uh, 2002. He had a real rare form of, uh, of cancer, and um, my parents didn't waste any time um, after his passing. They started a foundation. Um, at the time, I think it was more to raise money for cancer research and um, some environmental causes that were important to my brother. Um, but you know that that move on their part, um, they just wanted to do something positive. And I think um, it, um, it really kind of kicked off that, um, that event. And then they did a golf tournament and a fishing tournament. And what people don't realize today is that this is an incredibly high quality events, you know, with celebrity chefs coming from all over the country. And what people don't realize and what I kind of enjoy watching people have such a good time and they don't realize that while they're drinking beer and eating this amazing food and hearing these amazing stories about these incredible chefs from all over the country, these James Beard winners, et cetera, what they don't realize is that um, we will donate our one millionth dollar to charity this year uh, from the proceeds of that event. And, you know, it's just so neat because um, if you went to the event, it doesn't read as a charity fundraiser at all. And it is. And, um, you know, the ticket, we've been able to keep the ticket prices um, modest um, as compared to other events that are like it. And even with that, we we donate about one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to local charities every year. And That's those include I mean, you know, they run the gamut. A lot of what we try to do is to have events or have the events support um, making Hilton had a better place to live for working families, you know, through our support of the Island Rec Center Scholarship Fund, uh, the Children's Center on Otter Road, these uh, volunteers in medicine, these types of things. And I think people get um, fired up about the labor shortage on Hilton Head. Okay. But without those things, the Breck Center Scholarship Fund, the Children's Center, VIM, and other organizations like it, our labor problem would be way worse because all of my employees take advantage of, not all of my employees, but some of my employees take advantage of each of those services. And um, if that doesn't make somebody want to stay here and continue to live here, I don't know what will. You know, know, great seafood for a great cause. I think you always hear the term in, in culinary, you know, he's a chef's chef. 
Well, to me, I always think of this, and a lot of people do, I think, is this is a chef's festival. I mean, this is one that they love. It's it's one that's just low-key, laid back, but yet the talent that you have is incredible. So tell us a little bit about what's new this year and the talent that's coming in for this. Yeah, I will for sure. I, I think um, you touched on something really interesting that I don't want to forget to talk about, and that is you know, the ethos of the David M. Carmines Foundation, the Hilton Head Island Seafood Festival has always been from the start, has always been that no matter who it is that we're working with, whether it is a publication that's sponsoring the event, whether it's Palmetto Dunes, whether it's the Omni, whether it's the Chamber, whether it's, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's something that we're, somebody that's sponsoring the event or somebody that's attending the event or somebody that's coming to cook at the event. We want it to be a win-win across the board. We want everybody to walk away feeling warm and fuzzy and that it was a great experience for, for all involved. And, you know, that's just kind of been the ethos of the deal. So when these chefs come in, you know, we'll say, hey, what do you want to do while you're in town? You know, Clayton's taking a guy golfing at Chichesse Creek on Monday, of the Monday of the festival. Um, I'm taking a guy fishing. So it's just very much we try to make sure that they enjoy their experience. And it's not a, a festival sweatshop like a lot of the festivals have become. Um, but yeah, to, to your question, um, the talent that we have this year is incredible. Um, I think because we didn't do it last year, a lot of people are excited to get out and do some do some different stuff. So um, for the we have a big dinner on Thursday night at the Omni and it's pretty exclusive. It's about 200 people. It's going to be at the shore house overlooking the beach right there outside. All the events are outside, which is great. Um, but that's going to be a family style five course dinner. And, and my, I, I'm going to do uh, pick oysters and do raw oysters and char-grilled oysters for the cocktail and hors d'oeuvre portion of the event. Uh, we'll have that tented. It's going to be gorgeous right there on the ocean. And then we have um, Mike Sully Sullivan coming again. And if you're not familiar with this guy, he's been evicted from two apartments for curing meats um, in, in his apartment. And the smell <laughs> got so funky that his uh, neighbors said no. And anyway, great guy. He's a He's a probably one of the best charcuterie guys in the whole country. Wow. Um, a lot of the stuff that he cures, he does it himself. And his display table at the cocktail reception on Thursday will probably be roughly 20 feet long by six feet wide. And it's got everything a charcuterie fan could possibly imagine, you know, all curated for the event and produced for the event. So it's pretty neat. Um, and he's there to talk to, to everybody about the process. You know, a lot of people are getting into doing some of this stuff at home. I just bought a steak, steak aging refrigerator myself. So what every household needs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think with the quarantining, people got really, uh, took a deep dive into, um, baking and curing meats and dry aging meats. So, um, it's kind of a neat way, and he's happy to share his knowledge, which is great. And then for the dinner, we've got a huge lineup. I mean, Andrea Roosing from Lantern and Chapel Hill is coming. We've been wanting to have her here for years. She's finally committed, and she's going to do a cooking class as well as participate in the dinner on Thursday. Uh, she's probably going to do something with um, local seafood and sort of a ceviche. That's the first course. I'm we, in. I'm yeah, in yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I love a crudo, don't you? Yeah. My wife does too. So she's super excited. And I got to meet Andrea um, a few years back because she uh, was on the Blue Ribbon Task Force for the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which uh, is a group of chefs that support sustainable seafood. And um, 
I got it, was fortunate enough to get invited on a field trip that they did up in Charleston and um, got to know a lot of them that way, her and Bill Disson and a few other people. Um, but yeah, the second course is Hugo Ortega. Uh, he was the James Beard Best Chef Southeast. He's doing a scallop dish with cornbread and poblanos. Sounds amazing. We've got Brother Luck, who's going to try to do a whole porterhouse, the primal cut, so the whole thing, and then carve it in front of the, the crowd so that they can kind of see what that whole porterhouse looks like. We're talking about a, you know, a 45 to 50 pound slab of beef with the tenderloin in the strip. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, and he's doing that kind of in a Latin inspired uh, way. And then um, we got another chef, Brian Nori, who's doing a salt crusted local fish. So I've got a new commercial boat at the restaurant that's catching grouper black sea bass for million snappers. So we're going to try to do jumbo black sea bass in a salt crust with a Carolina gold rice product and then a consomme that's going to be poured over top of that. So remind me never to do a podcast again before lunch. I know. <laughs> it <laughs> all the, sounds amazing. But the food Absolutely is going to be incredible. It really is. What I know it's grown. It's definitely grown. You know, the, the pig pick and the oyster roast has become sort of a legendary event here. Locally, it's one I know a lot of people look forward to, and especially even the Saturday. The big Saturday event is fantastic. Do you have a, do you have a favorite, or do you have something you're I looking do, forward to? I do. I do. I'm so guilty. I the the pig picking's always been my baby. Um, you know that I, that event started. Uh, it was a. It's going back to its original home at Honeyhorn this year. We've done it at the Waddell Mariculture Center uh, for the last few years, but with the concerns of COVID, we kind of decided to go with Honeyhorn because it's a much larger space. Um, and so we can kind of do a little bit better job of, of keeping people where they're not so concentrated. Um, but the pig picking's my baby. The first year we did it at Honeyhorn, we stayed up all night in the rain doing two whole hogs. Um, got to know a couple of the guys that will be here this year again. Um, David Carrier being one of them, Clayton Rollison being another. We were up all night. Um, pouring down rain. Then Mac made us all fish and grits for breakfast from Hudson's. And we did to-go boxes and stayed there all day that the day of the event. And 200 people showed up. That was all the tickets we sold. And we were passing around moonshine in the, in the line for oysters. And it was just a real, I don't know, it just had a feel that I knew we had something cool. You know, the, one of those events where everybody was talking about it for days and days afterwards, maybe weeks after. And then, you know, every year now, I mean, people call me the day of and the day before, hey, I didn't get a ticket to the pig picking. Can you help me, please? Oh, please come on. And the good thing is that I usually say yes, because I want a lot of locals to come to the event. I want my friends to be there. But, you know, it kind of works out where you've got the kind of older crowd that shows up before we even open and we let them in a little early and they get their fill and then it starts to cool down a little bit. They get in the cars and go home and then the younger crowd shows up. So it's kind of a, an event for everybody. And we've got um, Robert Owens is doing a whole hog this year. And then also uh, Stephen Reichlin, who is super famous for barbecue. He has barbecue university. He is. And so he's going to be here too. And he and Robert are doing the pitmaster 101 class. That's before the pig picking. So they'll teach you kind of nose to tail barbecue, um, how to, how to smoke stuff properly, how to control heat in the smoker. Um, so if you, if you're a, a you know, even an expert barbecue guy, or if you're just a novice, that, that event's a really special 
um, you can just tap into knowledge from some people that really know their business. So you're right. You know, it is something for everyone across the whole festival. That's what I love about this festival that, like you said, it's people coming earlier. If you want to learn, you can learn. But just, you know, like you said, what a great memory you have of the first one, how we tie food to memories. I mean, you've been around with your family. You know, Andrew, you're a little bit what a lot of a lot of writers like to call New South. You're a second generation uh, business owner on this island. Hudson's has been in operation since the 50s with your parents taking over the restaurant in 75. You grew up here now that you're at the helm of Hudson's and heading up this festival. Can you kind of just speak to the growth of culinary here on Hilton Head and in the low country. You know, what's it like to be a second generation owner on Hilton Head? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm truly blessed. I mean, the the best decision I've ever made and the best gift I've ever gotten was the opportunity to come back to the island and uh, learn um, Hudson's business from the the bottom rung up and um, just build on the knowledge that I gained as a kid. Um, So, my basically my 30s and 40s have been a dream come true. Um, I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, I think, you know, uh, from where food was in the year 2000 to where it is today, um, it's just been an incredible transformation. I mean, in 2000, people never really asked where their food came from. And now people are eating more healthy uh, they want to know exactly where their food came from, and they want to learn more about food ways. And that kind of has put the South in a in an amazing position because the South, the Southern food, is really the root of American cuisine. So I think people um, are gravitating towards Southern food, and I think a lot of it, um, to me, has to do with the fact that people are super nice down here. You know, I mean, it's a wel- welcoming environment. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that um, it just kind of it's going to continue to, I think, thrive. And, um, you know, I, I, there's no place in the world that I'd rather live. Um, and uh, I think, you know, just seeing the, the list of people that we have coming to the event, um, they, they're not going to come if you're in, you know, a, a junky location. I mean, they get to come here and enjoy great people. Uh, a beautiful, physically beautiful place, and um, just really uh, uh, get get a sense of the area, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting closer. Believe it or not, these tickets sell out quickly. If people want information on the talent, they want to know about the events, where do they go to get it? Okay. So, well, we do, if you, if you have specific questions, um, we do have a, a phone line that's manned during daylight hours. <laughs> So uh, that's always a good good way to do. But um, there's a ton of information about the events on the website. Um, so um, it's uh, HiltonHeadSeafoodFestival.com. And you can go there and see the, all the talent. Uh, you can see pictures of all the talent, bios on most of the talent. Um, and, uh, you know, get your tickets now. Because what's going to happen is Friday is going to sell out in the next couple of days. Uh, then Thursday is going to sell out in the, the couple of days after that. So by the second week of, by the first week of February, I'm assuming that both of those events will be sold out. Um, and then Saturday, you got a little bit of time on, but don't wait too long. Um, Saturday is going to be super special. It's very different format this year. We're, uh, taking over Shelter Cove Harbor, 
So you've got the boats, the beautiful um, Harbor Marina there. Uh, all the restaurants that are down there are going to participate, as well as a bunch of local and restaurants from out of town are going to be participating down there. All your beverages tastings are included in the ticket price, so you don't have to worry about that. And then to cap it all off, because it is the 15th anniversary, we're going to do a giant fireworks show uh, over the harbor at 6.30 or 6.15. So, oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. And I think um, I've always loved fireworks, and we didn't do fireworks at the restaurant this 4th of July. And, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to do fireworks um, in the winter because it gets dark so early. So all the kids on the island hopefully will come out and be able to see fireworks and not parents not be stressed out about bedtime and all that. So um, I'm pretty excited about it. And just to see the people that come back year after year. My friend Shep's coming this year. He's going to judge the cocktail competition on Friday night. That's with, appropriate. <laughs> yeah, with his girlfriend, Taylor. And, um, you know, Josh Peoples is uh, going to try to come back as well. His wines will certainly be here. We're up in the air on whether he wants to travel or not. But um, BJ Dennis, of course, is coming back. Um, and then we've got a lot of new faces too. Larry, oh, and another one that's come back is Larry O'Brien. The year that he did the wine, it was by far the best wine that we've had at the the bivy of events. So, um, and then we've got a little bit of celebrity talent this year. We've got Luis Guzman, who's a pretty famous actor. And he is. He's a huge foodie, and apparently, from everybody that I've spoken to, just a super duper guy to talk to. So. Um, it's really all coming together and we're just super jazzed for, a, for an amazing event, especially because we didn't do it last year. I, I didn't realize how much, uh, how much it meant to me from a sort of, a uh, I don't know, a, a spiritual way or, um, just a time commitment way. I love it. It just keeps me going and, and it makes me so happy to have all these people enjoying Hilton Head. So, um, visitors and, um, visiting chefs alike. Well, it's a labor of love. That's is, obvious. Yeah. That's obvious. And that labor of love has become one of the most amazing food events in the Southeast. So congrats yeah, to you. you. Get your tickets. If you haven't gotten them now, get online and get those tickets. Can't wait to go. Yeah, buy, buy them now and um, you know, buy a couple for your friends too, because somebody's going to want them. Promise you that. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 